Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and did not earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the lives they deserve. Because of that, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no opportunities, just sheer hard work, to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day, sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives, Goldman Sachs, the Financial Times, Forbes Technology Council, World Economic Forum, Harvard University, and even a priest from the Vatican Church. Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Akshay Nahar. Akshay is a marketing automation expert from India. He is an experienced marketing and inside sales professional, a go-to market strategist, and a brand builder. Akshay, how are you today? Hey, hi Aziz, thank you for having me. I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm feeling happy, optimistic, blessed and ready to have this conversation. And so I will begin with a very simple, I will ask you about everything. Can you explain to anybody uh, what is a marketing automation expert? What is a go-to-market strategist? And what is brand building? Just to simplify it in a very simple way. Absolutely. So see, uh, you know, the very first uh, thing you spoke about was marketing automation. So I believe marketing automation is something which, uh, you know, uh, does things on scale uh, with the help of certain tools or certain tricks uh, that you play so that you amplify the marketing efforts and take it to the larger audience in a shorter span. So that is how I would uh, define a marketing automation person. Uh, the second uh, thing that you asked was uh, about uh, yeah, being a go-to-market strategist. Yeah. So see what happens is uh, usually there are companies who have multiple products or you know a single product. Now if they would want to launch that product and it could be a hardware or a software product but if they would want to launch that in a particular geography or a territory with a defined set of audience at times even the audience is not defined and even the geography is not defined. So how do you pick and choose which geography, which audience, which age group and how does the person look like? And how do you communicate uh, and solve problem for that set of audience? Do testing uh, with that set of audience, come back, iterate as needed and then scale it. So that is what uh, the go-to-market strategy would be. And of course, uh, also defining ways to reach out to that audience. See, and brand building is something like, uh, uh, you know, how do, you, how do people recall, let's say if uh, in India, let's say if I have to book a cab, I would just say, you know, I want to do a Ola uh, uh, right now, uh, which means I want to book a cab uh, with Ola. Uh, if I want to do a, a photocopy, I would just say, uh, can I do a Xerox for this? Uh, that's how, you know, these brands are built, right? So it's the recall 
uh, you know when the person recalls uh, your brand when the person is in that particular situation or is looking out for some solutions so that is what uh, brand building is all about thank you i have so many questions for you right now and i will tell you it seems to me all those things or at least most of them are for people who already figured out their product market fit because many startups really don't know what is the positioning or the brand or the thing that will resonate in the marketplace so two questions what's your advice for them in order to maximize the possibility and chance for them to find what their uniqueness and what people want in the market that they are uniquely able to provide and should they scale before they do that or it's a waste of time to try to scale their marketing before they have a message that is attractive to customers so it's a very good question i would say because a lot of companies uh, i've seen uh, you know struggling in this phase and uh, even i had uh, my own company uh, 10 years ago and you know i went through the same pain uh, uh, but see you know uh, scaling comes in place i believe and one should do scaling uh, of you know their systems processes and the strategy once they really know that okay these are uh, 50 set set of customers or potential customers to whom i need to go after and now how do i take this 50 to 500 to 5000 i think that is when the automation uh, and you know scaling up operations uh, will come in place but to find those initial 10 20 50 uh, potential users who are willing to pay uh, by just seeing your slides uh you know that is the real set of validation uh, for one so you know to sum this up i would say you know uh, first test this out on a small presentation with the potential users and buyers for your product if they agree and if they are willing to sign a check uh, then definitely there is some potential and value in what you are doing uh, or what you are trying to solve and uh, then figure out the scaling options I hope uh, this answers your question. Ah, uh, it does answer it and I have another question too, which is this. Is entrepreneurship or trying to figure out the difficult part which is product market fit so hard that actually, you know, like you are currently employed by a company, it's better to be an employee and safer because it's too risky to start your own startup or is it really like what many people in the marketplace will say that it's possible for everybody it's not so hard as long as you do the research you can always find the market gap and product market fit so with the statistics say that maybe 9 in from every 10 businesses fail do you believe that if people do it correctly with like an mvp and correct research and all that they are highly possible and likely to succeed or that really it's a game or a something that is so risky that it should be a side or a part-time thing that people do while they have their day job and do things that bring them stable income sure another brilliant question so see uh, the way i look at this is it's definitely not a part-time uh, opportunity that you know better you don't do and better you go back to your jobs uh, it's not easy uh it is going to be difficult it could be time consuming where often startups or you know uh, people struggle are, is reaching out to their friends and family uh, and asking and checking with them hey i am building something like this would you like to use it of course some of them will uh, say yes because you are asking it 
how many times a person has you know gone all out and uh, asked uh, where the person is not connected uh, because that would give a real feedback uh, just between friends and families i don't think the real feedback comes in uh, so that's my take on that and when it comes to uh, product market fit yes uh, it has to undergo certain iterations and certain processes Uh, like you spoke about mvp coming back to the drawing board uh, making changes again going back to the market and taking feedback uh, but you know even in job it's not easy uh, the uh, company that i am currently employed it's jombe uh, uh, but you know i am working as an entrepreneur with the company uh, because every day i face new challenges uh, defining gtm is as good as you know taking the product or starting a business from scratch right the only advantage here would be we already have a thought process of what product would look like and who the target audience could be but again validation remains in place right uh, so it's neither easy at job if you are a marketer and if you are uh, going to define the gtm strategies it's as good as you're running your own company it's very very correct what you're speaking about and let's generalize it to our audience who might be people who are inside companies building processes who are thinking about automation want to understand the benefit of it want to approach such projects and are thinking about possible mistakes so let's say your company or any company comes to you wanting a marketing automation project what do you focus on how do you beginning how do you know you're automating the correct things not the wrong things and how do you think about it in this way sure so i'll give you an example of uh, you know current company um, how did the automation journey begin see two years ago um, you know pandemic hit us uh, and that was the time when we decided to go global we were of course having customer base across the globe Uh, but we decided to double down on uh, the global markets uh, now what are the ways you could reach out to the potential global audience right so first you'll have to prospect people based on their persona uh, once the prospecting is done you'll have to uh, find out their you know contact details like email ids phone numbers and other ways to reach out to them right once that happens you need to engage that audience and then you need to uh, like while engaging you also bring, build your brand and then you maybe ask for meetings and you know try to sell uh, or tell them what you're working on and if this really solves the problem so in all of this uh, cycle that's how my marketing automation journey begin uh, so i figured out a tool uh, you know which helped me prospect in bulk uh, linkedin sales navigator is one of the best tool i've seen uh, to prospect if you want to go out to the global audience um, that is the tool to go with and the second tool is apollo.io uh, with both these tools i was easily able to prospect uh, of what i had thought of my customer bases uh, and then to enrich the data there are multiple tools available uh, like signal hire lucia uh, which will give you uh, the contact details of the audience that you want to go after and then once the data is enriched you do the bounce check of their ids and phone numbers and then you begin the process now to reach out to people on linkedin uh you know sending out connection requests one uh, you know one after the other doesn't help right it is going to be a lot of time consuming task but at the same time you need to personalize stuff on linkedin if you don't personalize stuff on linkedin and if you write generic uh, you know uh, messaging it is not going to work uh so while automate things to the best you need to understand and be careful you're also personalizing things in the automation part 
Uh, so when I send out connection request, I definitely make it a point to personalize the connection request. So then I use a tool called Dripify, there's a tool called Octopus, which will allow the person to actually customize the mutual connections name, the city they are in, the college they went to, the company they are working in and you know other uh, filters. So this helped me to personalize my LinkedIn message. At the same time, the person would think, hey, this person has really done his homework before reaching out to me, uh, right? So that helps uh, helped a lot. Uh, the second thing that we did was um, automation on WhatsApp. So WhatsApp as a channel we wanted to explore. Uh, so we thought WhatsApp as well, we can customize, uh, you know, the first name, last name, their profiles, their phone numbers, their industry, their company, likewise. So these automation tools really helped us scale faster, reach out to the global audience because we exactly knew what we were trying to sell, to whom we were trying to sell uh, with a personalized approach. Uh, and the ROI for this was, you know, we did about eight, uh, in, the, in a span of eight to 10 months, we clocked about 400 meetings with the global audience. So that's the power of uh, automation and personalized automation. Thank you. That seems very wonderful. And I want to ask you because there are two schools of thought. One of them is like they do uh, what you're doing, which is prospecting with uh, some uh, personalization, some valuable messages before they ask people for a meeting, while other people, which you spoke about brand building, where they say build your brand, raise awareness, stay on top of mind of people. And then when they're ready, they will come to you instead of you uh, trying to sell so fast. And that sometimes it can take 192 days or more on average before between the first contact with a person and brand building until they buy. Which one do you agree with? What's the benefit or the negatives of each one? Do you feel that even if you used all those tools to automate messages that the benefits come after six months or more or is it quick or what's the role of brand building etc while i would not make a statement of you know automation works fully uh, it definitely uh, works partially but partially is to actually go dig deep into your audience persona and try different approaches which are not scalable uh, so non-scalable approach is something that one should really look for. It's not always the automation and going and covering the ground faster that works. So I would say it should be a hybrid approach where we actually go slow a bit, go a bit slow. On, let's, for example, you know, there's a certain geography where I don't know the person of the uh, audience I want to go after. Uh, you know, if the HR heads are the decision makers there or if the psychologists are the decision makers there. So this is in the context of what we do at Jambay. Uh, so we are a learning and development company and we work with corporates for their L&D interventions and we also have a platform for uh, companies that they can use. So going geography by geography and then figuring out in that geography what is the persona that really works. First you will have to do some groundwork manually and only then set up automation to scale the operations there. So that is the approach that you know I have been following and it has helped quite a lot uh, in the past couple of years. Thank you. And what do you see is the future of automation with all the new technologies coming like uh, the AI writers, uh, more artificial intelligence understanding, all those things? 
where do you see them going and do you believe that they will create a lot of competition for every lead because more people will have access to powerful tools yeah so definitely that is going to happen and that's where i see the world is moving uh, with you know uh, artificial intelligence coming in uh, automation personalized automation and hyper personalized automation with the ai layer is something that uh, you know even i am looking forward to uh, but at the same time like i mentioned earlier and i'll keep repeating at the risk of repeating this uh, some bit of personal groundwork no in a non scalable way uh, still helps that i think will not go away ever uh, otherwise uh, people may not find the right fit for their product or their offerings thank you that's really really useful and what's your advice to businesses who want to find someone who is a marketing automation expert in order to know if that person knows what they're talking about compared to someone who says big words but they don't deliver the results see first you need to understand uh, why automation so if you have a defined problem statement on you know hey this is my worry right now and that's where can automation help me so that's one once you identify the actual problem statement uh then let's say going after and finding out which are the those tools or companies uh who would help us get there uh then of course uh using the trial versions and checking if uh, you know the tools really solve the problem and what is the roi or what is the outcome that one would like to see by automating things if the tool gives the correct roi or the requ- the required roi Uh, then i think it's fair to then go on pricing and see if uh, that is affordable if not then you figure out a different tool uh, to automate so i mean for businesses uh, yeah so for businesses to you know really uh, decide and define the automation tools and strategy uh, this has to be an approach uh, i would recommend Thank you. This is so interesting and if people want to learn more about you or from you or to connect with you, what are the best websites or social media for them to do so? And I'll write your LinkedIn in the episode description. Sure, absolutely. So the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I'm pretty much active on LinkedIn. Uh so uh, and you know in terms of certain websites to refer uh you know there are tons of tools but in the interest of time uh, i would recommend a couple of tools right now uh, which will help people automate uh, dripify for linkedin messaging uh, personalized linkedin messaging octopus to send connection requests in bulk uh, which is similar to dripify but dripify is an advanced version of octopus and then signal hire and lucia to find out contact details apollo and uh, linkedin sales navigator to prospect and set up email sequence uh one could also use softwares like uh, yam which is yet another mail merge a simple google chrome extension uh, or mail tracker to send out emails and track them uh, on where they are heading towards and then up hubspot uh, is of course the tool that uh, you know people can refer to uh, to set up their end to end funnel and the leads uh, tracking mechanism thank you this is great and thank you akshay It was my pleasure, my honor, my privilege and I wish you a great day. This was really good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.